CCISD. I'm Carrie Perales. I'm here at the CCISD Admin Building, and I have two very special guests. So I'm going to go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Today we have... S.I. Marilondo, dist proud District 2 trustee. And Dr. Roland Hernandez, uh, the proud superintendent of CCISD. Awesome. And we are... Getting, Getting to, to the, the core. core. Awesome. You guys were perfect. That was great. So we're here because we've been doing this long uh, communication plan on the mathematics framework, and it's awesome that you guys are here today because it kind of comes full circle because you kind of kicked it off at SLC. Uh, but before we start there, I wanted to kind of talk about how you guys are like, what you were like when you were kids. So um, Dr. Hernandez, if you'll start first, what were you like as a child at school? Yeah, so I really enjoyed school. Um, I was fortunate to go to the same school system, K through 12. Uh, so all of my classmates in the early grades stayed with me through our graduation. Oh, that's cool. That's always nice. You yeah. know, having my kids grow up in more city-like environments, they always wondered, why couldn't we just go to school in the same place like you did? Yeah. And that goes, that's part of your career. You know, yes. Mine has been to move. Um and very competitive as a kid, and still probably today. Mm -hmm. And so as we get into the conversation about math, I can't wait to share my story on awesome. how I just tied some of that to competition and why I did as well as I did. Very cool. And what were you like? Likewise, uh, very competitive too. Ah. But, uh, and again, some of the similarities as Dr. Hernandez, many of our classmates went through, even into college, uh, where we went to school. Uh, I liked the competition. Uh, some of the, the curriculum aspects of my early learning was uh, very procedural. Things were done the same at each grade level, and I think that speaks to what we're going to have as a conversation as we speak more on our fr framework. But uh, really enjoyed learning. Um, parents were teachers, so that kind of extended oh. uh, some of my learning and interest, especially in reading, but more importantly in math. And I'll share a little bit about that in a bit. Okay, yeah. So let's talk about, like, think back when you were in math class. Was there a particular math lesson or a math teacher that really brought it to light for you? Uh, there were a couple, actually. And, and that's the first thing I thought of, of what my take was on math just in general. Uh, I'll tell you that math was not my favorite class. Um, and then the years that I had a teacher that just really connected and engaged mm -hmm. us more into the math process mm -hmm. were the years that I really enjoyed math. So I would just say that that was very key to me, that it really came down to the teacher that year that was either going to pull me in to be successful or not engage me as much to where I might have more struggles. Um, I think as I got older, I learned more about my learning style, mm -hmm. uh, what would caused me to do better. I was a really good student. I can't say naturally I was just an intelligent student, but I was very book smart. You know, I studied hard, uh, did well, uh, but it's because I put the effort into it. And I'm glad that you brought up learning styles because every kid is different. Yes. So it takes that special teacher to know each kid and what they need. Because a lot of times if you're competitive and you love sports, then you're very kinesthetic and you want to get up and move around. Well, if you're in a class where you have to sit the entire time, you might not connect with the lesson. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you brought that up. Mm -hmm. What about you? Well, for me, one of the things early on was uh, uh, the fact that I had relatives or uncles that were in the Air Force. Okay. And uh, that was the one that sparked my interest in math more than anything else, simply because they said, you better be a good math and science teacher, if, I mean student, if you want to join the Air Force and fly. Because I, 
my dream was to be a jet pilot. Oh, you know? okay. And uh, so it's interesting that uh, as you look at my grades, the first five years, and, and I'll share why that's important, everything was uh, above board. I was a very strong student in math and science simply because early on I had that focus and goal. At the end of my fifth grade, uh, the year ended with uh, what we call the health assessments for each student, and the recommendation was for me to go see an optometrist. Oh. And uh, the, the first thing the optometrist told me after the examination was, you'll never be a jet pilot because you're nearsighted. Oh. So that in itself, and I never shared that with my parents, what that did uh, as a personal impact. Yeah. And it's interesting because then you see my grades starting in, in sixth grade, and uh, I didn't want, I said, you know, they're not useful for me or whatever. And like Dr. Hernandez, it was that teacher that said, listen, I see your record. I know what you've done. What's the problem? Mm -hmm. And I shared that with her. And uh, af after that, she said, listen, you know you've done it. You know you can do it. And remember, it's not only being a jet pilot. And I think that was my first, uh, I guess, exposure by this teacher that had faith in my ability to say, that's not the only thing that's important for you to do in your career in math and shared other different things such that I, I redirected and boom, my grades went back up and uh, got back to my Apple grade, the A's. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and, you know, and like, you know, as I grew older, I guess the three things to me that, that math was uh, uh, impacting was I, I liked the competition. Uh, seeing that teachers that I had in math really felt that that was important. And I, as you look at procedural and fluency aspects of math now, I guess those are the beginning. Uh, some teachers were ahead of their time in doing that. And also attention to detail. Uh, double check your work, uh, you know, make sure things are good. And I think the, what we call the challenge of, uh, what is it, uh, written problems, the detail aspect, breaking it down, and using your, uh, your procedural techniques and skills to write down the different phases to be able to understand what the sentence was saying. So I guess those are the things that I had teachers as I grew older and got into high school that really emphasized that to make the connection of the foundations that I had made but the carrier as to now what higher math was required. Yeah. I like how you connected that to that college career and military readiness that a lot of these kids that math is going to be really important for their future and then goal setting you talk hit on the goal setting part and then teachers believing in the students finding out what their goal is and helping them achieve it. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So now y'all are all grown up and you're in some very influential positions where you can really support teachers and students um, do a good job on, on moving us forward as a district in the area of mathematics. What are some things that you feel that you guys can do to support teachers in this area so they can continue to help our students? I think in my role as superintendent, uh, the most important thing is to support them through giving them the resources they need. But the most important is the staff development and training that we give them. Yes. Whether it's in the district or sending them off to other places, because regardless that we may be good at something, we can always get better. And as a strong math teacher that you might have, if they have the mindset and just have the passion for the subject mm -hmm. and the content, that they always wanna just take it to another level as a math teacher. And by them doing that, it's just going to come out naturally 
in their love for the, the subject that the students are going to pick up on that. And that kind of just goes back to if the, if the teacher is the one teaching it in a way that's engaging mm -hmm. just because they're that good, then the students are going to be successful. And I'll tell you what, uh, we just came back from TASA and mm -hmm. other conferences, and our district provides so much support. When you talk to other districts, they don't have all of this professional development and yes. the support we have. They don't have all these resources already created for them right. to use. So I just feel so lucky because we really do make sure that we're stronger together, and we really do make sure we have those supports. Yeah. What about you, um, well, as a board member, certainly uh, supporting the initiatives that Dr. Hernandez and the senior team and our curriculum instruction staff bring forth as far as initiatives, specifically math. I was honored to be on the uh, committee in working on the math framework, you know, as a lifelong educator and also as a lifelong learner, uh, knowing that math is an area that uh, has been identified that we just, around the world, and of course here, that uh, we need to emphasize and work hard to help our students conceptually and, and functionally, procedurally, really get a good uh, framework. I think the biggest asset as a board member is realizing uh, and excited that uh, he mentioned staff development. I've always said to Dr. Hernandez and to our colleagues and teachers and parents and the community that I feel that that's one of the major strengths of this district is, you know, he talked about support and resources, but the staff development and of course, for me, in the framework, as you recall, I guess the two words that came to, to that come to my mind relative to that question is communication and collaboration. Mm -hmm. uh, when you have uh, the the uh, the insight to collaborate on a challenge, the way our district does, uh, professional learning communities, uh, the different resources that we provide, the interactions of our curriculum and instruction staff. Uh, different staff members with responsibilities to work with the leadership of the school, to work with the campus improvement uh, teams, to work with the, the leadership teams and just listen to and collaborate and communicate. This is why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, again, interacting, getting the data to see how well are we doing, not so much for the students, but also the aspect of our staff. Yes. Uh, what they feel like, what support they're getting, uh, things that we can do better, uh, not that we're doing great, but to do even better and provide the best resources we can for our students to learn math. Yes, like you said, we can always do better, always yeah. do better. So now you have an opportunity to, to, to send a message out to the, our students because this goes to the parents, this goes to all of our students. What's the message that you want to send to them? Because sometimes math is, because I'm with you, that was not my strongest area, uh, but I learned to love it because I, I had a goal. Um, but what, what's the message you have for our CCIC students? I think that's a great question, and it certainly has me thinking. Um, I would say a message would be to students that math is a subject that requires patience ah. and uh, persistence and perseverance because uh, your early on math may be easier, but as you're getting through your school years, it becomes more difficult, of course. But a simple step early on is going to later become a multi-step process. Yes. And it's not always just going to jump at you right there at the moment. You're going to have to really work to get to what the correct answer is and whatever math yes. you're doing. And kind of like Mr. Ardonda was saying, um, 
you know, you have to, he has mentioned word problems. Mm -hmm. If we don't have the patience that I'm talking about, it's very easy to get frustrated. Mm -hmm. You shut down. It may not be coming to you as fast as you would like, but you just have to continue to work through it to get to where you get the right answer. Um, so that's where you cannot get discouraged. Uh, you just keep working at it, practicing. Uh, I always loved the competitions, specifically when teachers would put us in teams mm -hmm. and we would each go up to the board, uh, almost like a math quiz, get problems, and you'd have to work the whole thing out before you'd pass it on to the next person. That's competition. Uh, yes, yes. And I did not like to lose that, <laughs> individually or as a team. Uh, but math can be fun if yes. we make it fun. That's right. And uh, so that's the biggest thing is I think back, it's easy nowadays for kids to get easily discouraged. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like they want it right away but don't want to put in the work and to struggle through the actual math. Mm -hmm. um, just thinking it's going to come. And that's not always going to be the case. And if you struggle more, you can expect that more. Mm -hmm. uh, to some, it may come a lot easier, uh, but others not. And I just think that it's okay to struggle, but you have to trust the process that you will get where you need to be. I'm so glad you said that because that's been the challenge is that productive struggle. Because a lot of times as adults, we want to jump in and help the kids right away. Yes. So we need to make sure our students know that it's not that we're not helping you. It's that we want you to work through it and use your manipulatives, use your problem solving, use your neighbors. We're really trying hard for students to reach out to each other and work in peers settings, like mm -hmm. you said, in teams and mm -hmm. groups to work through it. Because yeah, if you struggle a little bit, then you're going to really understand it and learn mm -hmm. it. Yes. What were you going to say? Well, I, I think it's, you know, Dr. Nandis has done, you know, explained that situation well, but I think I would add two other things, and that is having our students understand that this is a progressive learning uh, skill that's going to be lifelong important because, uh, you know, ultimately they're going to decide what they like to do, what they're wanting their careers to be. But I don't think there's hardly any career that we look for in the future that doesn't require an attention to math in one way or the other. Correct, yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's vitally important. The aspect of, uh, yes, uh, you need to be persistent, but pay attention to the detail. But And again, put yourself in the process of productive struggling, uh, You know, especially when you work with your teams. Rely, you know, if there's a question or if there's an uncertainty, you know, I like the process of our framework because it requires the students to work first collaboratively within the, with their students, mm -hmm. but the teachers there always to support and provide any you know additional need for clarification. The other thing is to have you know the students need to realize as it's progressive, it may be like you know easy maybe, but even hard. The thing that I'm excited about in our district, and, and I think the the emphasis we're providing is we are now really working with the foundation area, and that is pre-K, three-year-olds and four. Mm -hmm. We're starting from the very beginning, and I think that that's uh, ultimately that class this year, 14, 13 years from now, is going to realize it's been a progress. Each grade, I learned something. The next grade, it's extended, mm -hmm. and it's so forth story, and so on. that story, connected story, exactly. yes. Uh, but more importantly is, is I think it's a lifelong learning process and to be patient uh, make it exciting uh, you know don't, 
don't worry about failure because for me, failure is another opportunity. Mm -hmm. I think one of the podcasts said uh, that one of the students said, the more you know, the more you grow. Yes, And yes. it's also the same for teachers. Uh -huh. But for all of us, the more we know, the more we'll grow. Yes, mm -hmm. awesome. Yeah, I really liked what Mr. Ardondo said on the attention to detail uh, because we know as you get into the higher level math classes that just the simplest single mistake mm -hmm. is going to get you off track right. and um, and sometimes that is discouraging mm -hmm. but that's where the patience comes in don't rush through it and be patient and to give it attention to detail yeah. uh, the, so that it's done the right way right yeah. and that will carry on for the rest of your life yes. that's a skill Amen. for forever mm -hmm. so one of the things this is kind of that we're we're getting to a close you guys are doing awesome um one of the things that i really appreciated that our math framework committee did is they the second part that they added was that the community involvement piece mm -hmm. and i'm just going to read just the first sentence it said in corpus christi isd we believe that every community member has a role to play in each child's success in mathematics. And I love that because then the committee even went further to break down what are the action steps that the families and guardians are gonna do? What will students do? What will teachers do? What will campus and so on? And I love that part because it really does take a village in order to help all our students. Mm -hmm. And that drew us to the communication piece. So my last question is, is as we communicate out our stakeholders, what do you want our stakeholders to know about what we're doing for mathematics for our students so that they can compete globally um, in, in the workforce mm -hmm. and beyond yeah the most important thing um, is them understanding the, the importance of it mm -hmm. like mr. Ardano said uh, math isn't a standalone by itself it usually is always going to contribute to everything else you're doing mm -hmm. at a young age and even later on in life and whatever career you choose uh, and it just had me thinking that while I did not go into a math teaching course uh, still as a CEO, superintendent of an organization. You're paying close attention to your Budget. fiscal responsibility yes. and what yes. you're doing with your budgets and yeah. um, whether it's predicting enrollment and numbers are always involved in mm -hmm. our work and in our daily lives. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's the importance. The other thing I would say, too, is that it's OK to not know. Uh, as these groups that you shared, families, guardians, students, teachers, we can always ask for more support. Mm -hmm. And that's what we as a school district try to provide to them, making them better, training, resources. And same thing, if you're not in a school system, it would be the same expectation. Ask others to help you out. Yep. And we hear a lot of times parents will say, well, I can't help my kids with math. I just don't know it. Mm. And it would be easy to just stop right there. But usually when you don't know something, you want to go find out more about it. Yeah. And if you don't find out about it, find someone who does know. Yes. And uh, I just think that our employees, whether they're math teachers or not, they extend themselves so much to just support, help, tutor, anything that they can do. And our kids, as they've grown through the system... They have their strong subjects, and then they have their subjects that they struggle with. And in, in my case, I actually have a daughter that went on to become a math teacher mm -hmm. uh, and even a business major. Uh, my son was not into the math, but he got as high in the levels of math to make it through. And I think every one of our kids could do that if we're getting them that kind of support. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
Well, it, it, it just, I want to espouse so much because uh, I'm just excited <laughs> the things that, that we're doing. But, but I, you know, the, the thing that I would expect our community to know uh, is that, you know, we are committed as a board member and as a, as, as a team and as a team of eight with the leadership of Dr. Hernandez. We really, uh, I think, take pride in researching the things that we do as far as our instructional initiatives. We take pride in, like we said before, staff development, providing the resources. I'm a data guy. I like to see data. That's the math part that is extended that I'm still working with and whatever. And our data is, is showing that we're really making progress again post-pandemic. Uh, I think awesome. very soon we're going to see that we're not going to talk about the pandemic anymore. We're talking about the progress that we're making right. and the goals that we want to reach. Uh, and I think communicating to the community uh, through our different social applications and, and our website. You know, we have new websites now for each of our schools in the district. I think it's important for us to uh, network and continue to educate our parents in the community that we're doing the best we can, mm -hmm. trying to bring the best practices forward, be it math or any uh, subject that we're working with in our district. And I just take professional pride in my role in, in knowing that that's what the initiatives of the district leadership is, is uh, bringing to us, and we just want to make sure as we look at budgets, uh, look at staff development and professional training, that we support those efforts. Awesome. Well, you both are fantastic. It has been super fun to be here today with you guys. Thank you for everything you do. We really appreciate it. So Thank that you. concludes Getting to the Core. I'm Carrie Perales, and we are Getting, getting to, to the, the Core. core. <laughs>